Welcome to the podcast that showcases the rural town careers and opportunities you need to know about. Welcome to What's Your 9 to 5. Support groups, everybody. Who needs some support? Because I know right now with COVID, I could use some support. Yes, everybody out there. For all kinds of walks of life here in Grey Bruce. And that's why today we're going to be interviewing a couple of the support groups here that are just amazing. They do great things. Yes, and they're literally for everybody. Like, support groups are never going to be like, this is only for people who are 13, this tall, and this color hair. Like, no one is going to do that. If you need support, talk to people, and there are many support groups out there. Yes, and first up, we're going to be talking with uh, Her Story and Co., um, Jillian and Jillian and Marissa. They're super great super great people and they're doing something really cool in the Walkerton area and we're also interviewing who else Brooklyn Denny and Spencer Wright from Make It Right they have a little uh space in Owen Sound and they're a local LGBTQ plus support group and organization so that's really awesome to hear more about that because there's sadly there's not very many of those around here and there really should yeah. be and these these people are trendsetters they're trying to get a movement going and get some people behind it i know it's t- it's tougher uh, said than done especially around here but um i got a lot of a lot of respect for what they're doing so um these interviews are going to be great i hope you enjoy them so let's get right into the first one with marissa and jillian okay everybody please welcome to the show marissa lair and Jillian King, how you guys doing today? So good. We how are great. Are you? Yeah, and uh, let all the viewers know what you guys do. Awesome. So we are Jillian and Marissa. We're here on behalf of our business, which is a for-profit business. It's Her Story and Co. Uh, we started out as a women's empowerment initiative and have since then pivoted to do women's events and programming and are also including some youth programming in the upcoming months uh so that's kind of a general synopsis of her story and co awesome so why did you guys decide to get this going like what inspired the the spark to get it going (laughs) this is a stellar story yes please (laughs) tell it it was a total accident like we really did not mean to do it We just, we were having lunch one day and we were both talking about how we were new to the area again. We had just graduated post-secondary and we were like, it's really hard to make friends. And we just kind of thought, hey, let's, let's get together. Let's do something. Let's see if we can get some professional networks together. And then all of a sudden we had tens, fifteens of women coming together for events. And they were like, we want to do this at least quarterly. And all of a sudden it just... Mm-hmm. completely rolled into a mind of its own with our events and programming and all of a sudden her story was born and to just tack on to Jill's uh, point we mm-hmm. we kind of were like a non-profit space to begin with very low-key community initiative and then we kind of realized as it took its life after you know two years of growing um we, we kind of dived into this social enterprise space, which is very new to us. And all that means is a business of social purpose and social impact, which we feel very strongly about. And so yeah. that that platform allows us to continue our mission and also supporting other charities and, and causes that mean a lot to us. So who knows, honestly, how this how this started and where it's going. Yeah. So you guys have this business, right? But I know you also have other jobs. So what is your other professions? So... Uh, I work full-time at the Hanover Hospital Foundation. It's the charitable foundation of the hospital. So I process all of the donations that come in from our community. 
And uh, now we're both working this, Her Story & Co. part-time on the side. Yeah. Has it been tough to kind of do both at the same time? Very much so. Yeah. The closer we get to Christmas, the seasons of giving, you know, things are really picking up at the hospital. And obviously, I'm covering a maternity leave there, so it's been quite the time to join a hospital in general in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, so, yes, it's it's been a learning curve, but honestly, a very welcome one, because without that nonprofit exposure, we wouldn't have had the strong foundation that we needed with our original nonprofit structure as well. Totally. Your job? Well, so I'll I'll preface this by saying I am a certified child and youth worker, um, but I currently am not working within the field because I really do think that being able to kind of lend all of the skills that I learned from that course and working within that field for a little bit into her story and co. Mm. Um, So I've kind of been taking a little bit of a break from that. So I'm working retail part time Mm -hmm. as well as doing online health and wellness coaching. Which is really awesome because I think that it really aligns a lot with what we try to, you know, push at her story in terms of like self-care and finding something that helps your mental health and helps keep you balanced and grounded. So um, it, it all kind of lends itself and blends really well together, which is nice. So what are what have some what have been some big challenges with starting the whole thing up? Because I know it's probably a, a bunch of them, but what has been a couple big ones that been hard to kind of get through oh well we are <laughs> living <one>. yeah <laughs> we yeah. are living in a very conservative area yes. which i mean we have to say it because coming out and you know being loud and proud about what we have to say as yeah. as strong women and empowering other women to do the same has been kind of difficult because we've had a lot of people who have doubted and maybe just don't quite understand what we're trying to accomplish in in the community. Um, So there are some people who really just don't see the need that we see um, for what we're trying to do. So that's definitely proven to be a challenge because obviously you're putting all of this creative energy into your project and to have some people not receive that does get tricky. But at the same time, we know like... You know, people who want to be there, we're going to attract their vibe. And then otherwise, the rest is uh, not up to us. So, yeah. For sure. And I I know it's got like when I heard about you guys starting something like that up, like in Walker, and I'm like, it's probably, you know, like, I'm like, we need way more organizations and groups like that, like in this area. But I'm like, there's one of the first, like not one of the first ones, but like one of very few to kind of start something like that. I'm like, man, like in Grey Bruce, you know, you got to have a lot of people saying different stuff and kind of, you know, throwing the kind of throwing it to the side and disregarding it. But like, I got a mad respect for you guys in that sense. Cause I'm like, like they're like, they need a lot of, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of support from everybody else around. Cause they might not get it from other places around here. Cause if how conservative, conservative it is for sure. I feel like very opinionated people and yes. like on the older side of people, which are the most opinionated, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And we had, um, Spencer and Denny Wright from make it right. We had them in here the other day and like, we said the same thing. It's like, it's, it's tough to start that stuff up, but like you got, you got to be the brave ones, right? You guys are the brave ones starting it up. So yeah. Yeah. somebody has got to do it right. Somebody's yeah. got to start the, the movement for sure. We find there's been an amazing positive response of this is important. We need to see more of this, you know, let's yeah. dive into this, but acknowledging that it's important and then acting on it, contributing to it, supporting mm-hmm. it that's a completely separate entity. And so 
we so and truly, truly appreciate the um, verbal support and the recognition that it's needed in our community. But I think yeah. I would strongly encourage people to, if it's not us, another organization that's pushing the envelope a little bit, challenging those taboo conversations. Uh, we really need to show our youth, especially that not only are we willing to acknowledge it, we are willing to act on it and support it so that we can create the change that we so desperately need. Mm. Advocates, young advocates. <laughs> yes, 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 100%. Yeah, I was looking at your Instagram before you guys came in, and I saw that you are talking about youth, a new youth program. Can you say anything about that, or is it still not? Oh, of course. Yeah, we can definitely talk about it. So um, we have a program running. It's called Youth and Leadership Series, where we're going to touch on a number of uh, taboo topics. Um, and with that, we're going to bring in some local resources and you know people that we feel confident would be able to talk and facilitate on some of the taboo topics some of those facilitators include us um so some of those topics include like mental health body image lgbtq plus community um you know intimacy intimacy consent, yeah human consent, trafficking all of those tricky subjects that kind of get skipped over or there's a lot of red tape within the school system to uh, address we want to provide that safe space and opportunity for youth to do that and also, you know, have an outside resource similar to what you guys are doing at Launchpad and um, have an outside resource from the school system to learn, collect resources, make connections, and obviously so that we can build advocates for, for these topics that are so important, especially yeah. at such a transitional age. Oh my gosh, I love those topics. Those are so good. Like everyone's always talking about like just even just simple as like consent like that's not talked about very much in school they no. skip over it because you got a weird teacher no. that's like oh i don't want to teach that oh and never talked about and lgbtq plus like that definitely needs to be more resources around here because it's so sad that there's like none for yeah. sure so you, that's really awesome guys i'm really happy that thank you, guys you. thank you yeah very excited that it's going to be a peer-to-peer -peer environment it's it's you know one thing to learn from your teachers and they do their very best i'm sure to facilitate those conversations but sometimes removing an adult i'm saying in quotes because yeah. we're, we're kind of adults <laughs> but, but facilitating with more peer-to-peer -peer, uh, i'm really looking forward to those results yeah that's awesome and you guys also recently opened up a pop-up shop in walkerton so what's that been like that must be crazy busy <laughs> or been uh, a lot yeah yeah no it's been uh definitely exciting like i i want to say overwhelming but to the same extent um we are just so blessed to be able to have an actual physical space where we can facilitate our programming. Um, it's yeah. one less thing that we have to worry about when developing our programs and scheduling things, which is lovely. Um, and it's also just given us a lot more, um, I guess, grounds for reputation so that people can actually understand, come in and see what we're doing and see that we're serious about what yeah. we're doing. I mean, for the longest time, we had you know, a lot of question marks around direction and now that we actually have that physical space we can show up there present our best selves and what we're trying to accomplish mm -hmm. and i think that that kind of owns itself owes itself sorry to um the business and just really showing up in that space so mm -hmm. i think it's been excellent and we've had a lot of people asking questions a lot of people confused like looking in the window being like what yeah. <laughs> what is what are you some 50 yes. what is this yeah oh for sure yeah. exactly but it's yeah. uh still been an awesome adventure still fairly new yeah. but um 
we're just thrilled to be able to have the space. It's been cute. We were there for the Wofford Inn Christmas Market, and we had people peeking in, and then we had a few uh, males come in, and they were just peeking their head in and saying, are we allowed to come in here? Is, <laughs> is that okay? And we were, of course, like, please come in. Please yeah. check out the space. Our youth program in particular, we have not... Uh, advertise that with a specific gendered lens because we are so appreciative and supportive of all folks coming in for that program but we do recognize that our building does say her story on it so (laughs) it's been funny in navigating those those pronouns but um it's been amazing and Mm -hmm. we really hope to use that space hopefully once covid regulations change a little bit and we're able to facilitate on a larger scale it'll be really useful yeah so it's main sorry it's mainly centered on your programs right but like i understand you also have other stuff there Yeah, we do. So uh, we actually just launched our very first line of apparel, um, and it is available for pre-order right now, just starting out. So um, there's some really cute items in there, so highly recommend checking it out on our website. Subtle subtle plug. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got to get the plugs (laughs) in there. Put all the plugs in there. We've got a self-care workbook that we just came out with. We collaborated with um, a local graphic designer. Shout out to Laura Elliott at Lake Creative Studio. Also, Marissa Parsons at M&M Cards Co. They helped us put that together as a bunch of female creators, which we're very proud of. And we also have our... What am I blanking on? West for Youth Online. We're doing a collab fundraising event with them. So we have these amazing... Oh, and Creations by Kyla. Sorry. Um, So we're collaborating with those two awesome organizations on a ornament fundraiser. um, And they say, like, our story or your story isn't over yet. So it's kind of, like, lends itself to mental health, but then also talks about, like, us, you know, advocating and asking people to share their stories around the taboo topic so yeah it's pretty cute yeah, primarily an event space though for sure yeah. sorry to not awesome. answer your question but yeah. that's right <laughs> no that's awesome so um, my next question is a lot of, i guess a lot of males as soon as they kind of see the headline her story and call they think oh that's nothing i can't really do anything with this it doesn't involve me but how can men around here kind of find ways to kind of help you guys out and, and support the uh, the movement Uh, Well, I think one way is having the conversations with the women in your life about some of the things that we are talking about and um, even maybe just exploring other local organizations. It's been something that we've like wanted so badly to see happen where we can have like a his story, right? But um, as women, we're like, we can't really identify with that group. So definitely, I would say um, trying to be an advocate for the women in your lives and understanding, you know, feminism is intersectional and seeing yeah. that there is ways that you can still support those people in your lives um, by, you know, at least following along maybe with some of our messaging. We're very present on our social media space. Yeah. So yeah, even as a, yeah. yeah, even as a, as you know, if you're a male, you identify as male, but um you don't necessarily have to have those pronouns to kind of engage in the conversations that we're mm-hmm. we're having in that space. Yep, for sure. I would to go off, agree. Oh, sorry. To go off of that, you talked. We just talked about men. What about youth? What can youth do to stay involved? Totally. So obviously, if youth are interested, like please look into our programs. If that's something that you know you need to have a conversation with about parents or guardians by all means do that we're also always available by social media or email so reach out to us to talk about it um but you know exploring the options for programming as well as again like 
being an advocate for some of the topics that we're trying to kind of break through glass ceilings to have more discussions around and make less taboo and more, you know, approachable. Even if some youth, we have a volunteer section on our website and we find it's a great space for student volunteers. For the events we put together, we're more than happy to to utilize the students and give them their volunteer hours for high school requirements or, you know, even younger than that. And that's, I find, a really great soft intro to being present for our program, seeing our space, even if you're not totally sure it's for you or even if you're ready to have those conversations. It's a really great introduction for them to, you know, also benefit from uh, you know, getting their hours in or, you know, just spending that quality time and also learning something valuable. It must have been really nerve wracking and almost like a bit scary kind of starting this up because, you know, you're probably going to hear a million things from a million different people that are from around here, even though we don't even have a million people in this county. But um, <laughs> we uh, it must have been kind of nerve wracking. Kind of like talk about that. Like, were you guys kind of like, I don't know, like if she do this or did it kind of hold you back in a sense? Oh, gosh. Yes. <laughs> Imposter syndrome, like, to, to speak personally, yeah, yeah, it is still very prevalent. And we're, you know, two years into this project, and it is still something we face every day with every new chapter, even with the store recently. Is this a good idea? Are people even going to show up? Are they going to engage with these new programs? Like, we are absolutely terrified most of the time. And to be frank, most of the time we're just figuring it out as we go. We, we do a lot of spontaneous decision-making, and we just roll with the punches of what internet trends and social trends bring us um and you know we could always be better at that but it has really served us in just being able to be flexible and seeing what people need when they need it uh but absolutely we we still are confronted with those decisions every single day and those self-limiting beliefs i don't know if you want to add anything i was just gonna say like just like putting value on something that you've created is also like a huge thing I think for young Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs and people getting started like how do you put a you know for example a price on something that you've created when you yourself are just doing it for the art and for the passion of the project yeah Um, so I think that that also definitely comes in hand in hand with imposter syndrome and just like we see the value in what we're trying to do but also like how do we get other people to see that value? And then also, how do we know that what we're setting the value at is, you know, equivalent to maybe what you guys would say is, is yeah. a value and matches that? So Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But no, that's got to be such a good feeling that you can walk downtown Walkerton and look at this, the, the store, the event space and be like, we did that. <laughs> it like, doesn't you know? feel real. You should have yeah. been in the room <laughs> no. when, when Jillian and I got our banking information. <laughs> Mostly when Jillian had to experience yes. getting like a business banking card. Jillian, I thought she was going to pee her pants when they handed us our debit cards for her story because all of a sudden we were like, wow, like online you can register for a business and I guess they just let anyone do that. So (laughs) we just, we got through the gates there, but then all of a sudden legally someone decided that yeah, Th- let's get these, help us. Give these ladies some paper checks. Yeah. Them off. I was like, I don't know who I'm going to write a check to, but I need to now. <laughs> and I don't know how to write a check. I gotta use it. I gotta be professional. Yeah, yeah, it was wicked. But yeah, it still does not feel real. It's very much so like something's even just seeing our logo like blown yeah. up to that size. I'm like, pardon what? Yeah. <laughs> like the, what? Wait, but, I, I did that. Yeah, yeah. That's we so cool. we did that. We did the dang thing. We yeah, you guys that. are good for you guys. Yeah. You, know, you didn't yeah. care about what other people thought or, like about it around here, and you just kept going, which is, you know, I wish I had a bit more of that in me. So good for you Thank guys. You. 100%. Thank you. We yeah. find it's, you know, for us, 
it can be something that we overcome every day and having to, you know, have that positive self-talk. But once we get in the room and we get our programming started, there is always a moment of like clarity and we get emotional every time we host, especially our women's programs because we have very personal connections with, with those groups of ladies. But um, those are always where you see the true impact. And I wish that we could almost broadcast that for yeah. the entire town because if they would just feel the feels that are in those rooms and experience the raw emotion of storytelling and you know community building that would be you know if we could have that across our entire town we would live in such a different town and we would have such stronger community support and relationships so that is just something we really hold on to and i hope that one day many many more women and youth hopefully even men uh can experience what that feels like so I know you guys just opened up the shop, but if it does successful, do you think you're going to be moving one into other places, like maybe one in Hanover, maybe? You know, I like to think about blue skies, so I like this question. Yes. <laughs> um, I call it the blue sky. I think to be able to say that we have, like, multiple branches or just to say that we actually have, like, a full-time shop that, you know, we can operate store hours, like, Monday to Friday would be super sick. So, yeah. like... Absolutely, it's on our vision board. But uh, again, like Marissa said earlier, we're really just rolling with the punches, (laughs) one step at a time. Yeah, Yeah. especially with COVID, that's all you can really do, right? Is one week at a time. Such a challenge. I mean, we've been very fortunate, though, that because we operate online and we've had to pivot, uh, we have friends and and contacts in Australia, New Zealand, USA. So even though we don't necessarily have chapters, if we were to put it in like Greek life terms, (laughs) we don't have those chapters per se, but we still have those connections and they'll hop onto our online meetings. And, you know, we've been able to find that that growth and that networking is, you know, irreplaceable. Like it has been Mm -hmm. amazing to to foster that connection. So I would love to see us expanding our international reaches as well in the future. Yeah. Do you guys have any plugs you want to put in your Instagram? Put in anything you want people to know about? Just at Her Story Co. on Instagram. <laughs> at underscore Her Co. Story <laughs> underscore Co. Sorry, we just like changed our Instagram handle oh. for the longest time. For yeah, since yeah. longest time. Yeah. Um, that and then we also have a Facebook page, Her Story and Co. You can follow us and check us out there. We have a website. Please tell people about the youth program. That is our our biggest focus right now where we find the biggest gap that's currently existing with our our taboo conversation so please uh the first group is going to be starting on december 8th and it's going to be for youth ages 13 to 15 um anybody is welcome to join in that age group so we would love to get in touch um i got one more question for you guys if you could go back in time and ask like your 16 year old selves um or you could talk to your 16 year old self what would you say you have no idea what's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Me or you? Well, yeah, okay, both of yeah, us. Yeah, I guess. Um, I would probably just say, like, just be relentless. Like, again, yeah. you, you said, like, we kind of had to stop caring about what other people thought. I think at that age, your social circle is so important to you and, you know, those social systems. But... Man, if I listened to every Debbie that told me that I couldn't, yeah, especially at that age, like I would really just be doing myself a disservice. So I guess it would really just be like, keep going and do what drives you, even though there are going to be people that are going to hate and maybe not believe in you. Yeah, it really has to come from yourself. So sure. that's what I would say. And to not like to add on that, to not be afraid to 
do something outside of the societal structure that you have been conditioned to do them in. So, you know, for me, it was you have to go to university. You're going to do the undergrad that you're supposed to do, even though you don't really because I wanted to do an arts degree and Mm -hmm. you can't really get hired in an arts degree these days. And, you know, just there's all these steps laid out for you. And I really wish that 16 year old me had known that it's okay to pursue your passions because, you know, had we done that, whatever, 10 years ago, I guess. Uh, you know, her story could be 10 years old by now. So it's yeah. just continuing to do what it, what fills your heart and your passions and leaving the rest yeah. to the universe, you know? Yeah. I love that. And that's so what, true. Yeah, what almost every guest comes on, that's basically what they say is like just if they go back and talk to the young, younger selves, they would be like, just try something different. Yeah, and just and you don't have to go to university right after high school because I know like I definitely felt that pressure when I was in high school like like I I guilted myself so hard for not going to college right after grade 12 I took a fifth year and then did it and it was the best choice I made because I was not ready to go right after grade 12 but the pressure you to feel like you should be and it's yeah it's definitely the big thing but um no thank you guys so much for coming on thank you for talking about the, what you guys have been doing it's been great I followed you guys on on um, on Instagram and Facebook, and you guys have been rocking it. So keep 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 it going. Thank, Thank you. you so we're much. It's so, been so great to be here today. Yeah, yeah, we're really grateful for the opportunity. Jillian and Marissa, ladies and gentlemen. Are you between the ages of 18 and 29 looking to explore a career change in culinary arts, welding, or wood manufacturing? Launchpad in Hanover is offering short-term, intense, pre-employment training programs in each trade starting in January 2021. Apply online at www.yatc.ca as space is limited due to COVID-19 restrictions. For more info, find us on Instagram at launchpadyatc. Okay, on the show today, we have Spencer and Denny Wright from Make It Right. Um, how are you guys doing today? Good, how are you? I'm, we're, we're doing awesome here. So tell us a little bit about uh, Make It Right and everything going on with uh, the organization. All right. So uh, right now, things are pretty quiet, I guess you could say, thanks to the wonderful pandemic. Um, we've done a lot of stuff online. Uh, everything, well, I guess, is strictly online for right now. Um, we haven't quite got to the stage of opening back up our drop-in space. Um, just trying to figure out a safe way to do that. Um, and hopefully within the next month, looking to get that back up and going uh, for the winter months to be able to have a safe space for you to come and hang out in. Awesome. So where is the where is the, the drop-in place you guys uh, have? So we're located downtown Owen Sound um, on 2nd Ave, just beside William's Car Garage. Uh, it's an old church. We're right out front. They have a great big sign out front. Um, yeah, it's just a small office. Um, it's more of like a homey vibe with a TV, uh, yeah. couches, just like a hangout Just thing. a place to come That's what show, you yeah. want. What you want. I'd like to go hang out and chill with couches and stuff. That's all fancy. <laughs> I know, I know. But hopefully hopefully, when this is all cleared up, you guys can get back to doing that because it's, it's, yeah. it's a really cool thing. Yeah. So how did you guys get started? Like, how did how did this start up? Um, in 2017, we took part in We Care Share, and we met another queer couple there, um, and they were just kind of asking us about supports because they were new to the area. And that's just what there was. Um, and we really came to the conclusion that there was nothing. Um, so we were living in Waterloo at the time. And we decided to move back to Grey Bruce because Spencer's from Chesley and I'm from Owen Sound. And we wrote a grant through Trillium and received it. So that's how Make It Right started. 
That's sorry, so what is the We Care Share? I'm sorry, I'm not familiar. It's like a mental health workshop for like high school students okay. in the area. That's so cool. And it's so great. I feel like we need a lot more of like groups like this around here because as much as I love Grey Bruce, it is a county that's lacking a lot of LGBTQ plus support. And it's great that you guys are doing that. So what were some challenges when you guys first started up the Make It Right? So we really uh, struggled to find like a home base. Um, Grey Bruce is so big, uh, and each town has a drastic, drastically high numbers um, of youth that are in need. Um, so it was really tough to find that one town that we could kind of service the best. Um, and I think like supports, uh, finding groups that would kind of back us up in starting and help guide us uh, and lead us down the right path. Um, we also um, were looking for like agencies and schools and stuff to like refer youth to us kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And with like the new curriculum in schools, that was also a challenge just because it wasn't talked about yeah. any longer and it like wasn't a topic. So it was kind of up to like our own devices to talk to guidance counselors on the down low to like yeah. kind of give our information and then they can pass it out. So that was definitely a challenge with the schools. Absolutely. I wish it was more advertised. I wish they could do, like, I wish the schools would talk about it more because it shouldn't be a taboo thing. It shouldn't be a thing that's not. Absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous that it, like, yeah, it was even that hard. Mm-hmm. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. So if a youth came to you guys, like, what sort of stuff do you do? Like, what do you offer them? So pre-COVID, <laughs> we did, like, social nights, stuff like that. Again, like, hangout, safe space. Um but we did some like paint nights, craft nights. Nice. Um, we do a lot of like one-to-one meets uh, when youth do reach out to us in need of support. Um, we go to them. So wherever they are located, wherever they feel comfortable in a safe space to meet, we go and we just sit with them and simply have a conversation. Uh, and from there, we figure out what the best steps are to take moving forward. Um, whether it be just finding supports for them uh, and other resources that can help them out in our community, or whether it be um, connecting them with their family and, you know, helping them express to their family uh, what they're going through um, and just trying to guide them through that. Um, And that is one thing that we excel in, I feel like. Uh, With us being younger, we can connect better with the youth um and with us both being queer we can connect with them on that same page whereas sometimes you find that youth can go to counselors who say that they're lgbtq specific and they don't know anything yeah um whereas we have lived experience yeah well and like sorry to go off that not only can we connect with youth but we also like have a child so like as a parent's perspective too like i mean my son's 10 so like i know what it feels like to be a parent i know that there are challenges and like there's things that come up and you're like oh i never thought i was going to face this yeah. but you kind of go with it so it's kind of being able to talk to the parents through the challenges of it too do you guys do texting as well like for people that wanted to reach out not so much only because it's like we only have our personal numbers like if we build the rapport and the relationship then we're more willing to give our like personal stuff but most of it's through like our make it right facebook your instagram, instagram? Okay. yeah but if people wanted to reach out, they could probably reach out through your, through your Instagram or yeah, Facebook? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely, yeah. So how can youth get involved to uh, help out with this? 
So youth can, like we just said, reach out to us through our social media. Um, we also have a website that they can reach us through our email. Um, there's a form that they fill out on our website and it comes directly to us. Um, and from there, we have a little bit of volunteering that can be done. Um, when we do our social nights, it consists of a lot of different aspects of different things that we uh, get them to do, um, as well as like facilitating a support night or a social night that they are interested in. Um, we also have like set up at different like mental health events where there's like booths and stuff like that. So like more than willing to bring youth to that to like for them to even be able to connect with their own yeah. age group and like peers. Yeah. Help build a community. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you guys, so it, you, you don't have to go too deep into this <laughs> if you don't feel comfortable with it. But um, I know you, the growing up obviously in this area and, and, and being queer and that must be a really, really tough thing. And I think a lot of people who, are, who don't consider themselves in that category have a hard time putting themselves in your guys' shoes. So how hard was it growing up as a kid in high school in, in rural Grey Bruce? Yeah, yeah, it was definitely tough. Yeah. Um, I came out in grade six was the first time as a wow. lesbian. Yeah. Um, and I was in competitive hockey and, I mean, I live in Chesley. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. <laughs> um, my family wasn't completely on board with it. Um, so you could say I took it back <laughs> yeah. Um, and kind of tried to hide my gayness, really. Um, I just dated every guy there was um, until about grade 11, the end of grade 11, I, was, I couldn't do it anymore. Um, my mental health became all I knew. Um, I never left my bedroom. It was just I did my sports and I went to work and school and my bedroom. Yeah. Um, when I came out then, my parents were supportive. Uh, they played the whole, like, oh, we already knew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I already came out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But, no, it was fine then. Um, my friends were fine. The school was supportive. Um, the only thing that I can really say was an issue is, like, the guys were like, oh, like, I'm going to get with you and I'm going to make you straight again. Well, like, yeah. it doesn't work like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but like other than that, the community was fine. Um, my family was supportive. Um, yeah, there it was. There wasn't. It wasn't that bad, really. Yeah. Um, although that, like, being said, when I was done high school and went away to college and really, like, truly found myself as a trans man, um, I was always like, I'm never gonna move back here. Uh, I don't like the small town. I don't like everyone knowing everything. Yeah. Um, and here we are back here. <laughs> um, but again, like this, the community is great. Um, like I do public speaking and everyone is super supportive. Um, honestly, I don't think I've really faced that much backlash here as much as I had when I lived in the city. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, I would say the community has been pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, that's so great to hear that Gray Bruce is pulling through like that. That's awesome. Yeah. So, like, after hearing your story, if there was a youth listening here who was trying to come out or was thinking, having different thoughts, like, what would you recommend to them? What would you tell them? I would tell them, like, to definitely make sure you have supports behind you. Um, when I came out, I didn't have supports. So it was, like, me and only me. Yeah. I didn't have anyone that I could lean back on. Um, I didn't have anyone to have my back. Or, you know, like, when I wanted to come out to my principal... Um, I didn't have a friend I could take with me. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so just making sure that you have that support system with you. Um, and don't be afraid. You're not alone. Yeah. Um, there's and definitely more than just okay. you out there. Like definitely okay to ask for help. Like yeah. if you're ever feeling like that lonely piece yeah. or um, that you're alone and like there's nowhere to turn to, like yeah. the, there is. Yeah. Like you have you might have to do your research. And like a thing that kind of stuck with me is family's not always blood. Yeah. Like you can sometimes you have to choose your family and that's okay. Yeah. And that's sometimes your biggest supports. Yeah. Hundred percent. Um. So this the show the show uh, the name of the podcast is called What's Your Nine to Five. So what do you guys do during the day? Like what's your day what's your day jobs? What do you, what do you guys get into? Um. So I'm a PSW, a personal support oh, worker. Awesome. Awesome. Um. I work in long term care. And yeah, that's my nine to five and every other hour of the day. (laughs) (laughs) All hours of the day, yeah. 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 Uh, I work as a contractor. Um, My family has a fencing business, so Mm -hmm. I work in that um, as well as doing this. Uh, And then I do barbering on the side. Oh, nice. Barbering. Yeah. I want to go to, I've not been to like a pro barber. I want to do that. So maybe next (laughs) time I'll stop in if I need a good shave and haircut. (laughs) So you're talking about high school. Were there any actual resources in your high school? Or you said there wasn't very much support, so... Yeah, no, I didn't have... There was no resources then um, that I was able to access. Um, Yeah, there there was nothing. (laughs) There was nothing. I remember going to my family doctor and asking for supports from him. And he was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, no. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Um, So that was Chesley. What about Own Sound? Um... To be completely honest, I wasn't super involved in my high school, mm-hmm. um, but the, like I, there was a GSA. I was I don't know the extent of it though. Yeah. And I mean, high school was a few years ago for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember my school having a GSA as well, um, and there was a lot of youth in it, but not everyone was queer. It yeah. was more or less just like I want to be part of a group. This seems yeah. like a friendly group. Um, and it was definitely the one group in school that the teacher that didn't get any other yeah. kind of, like, things to be a part of was chosen to be... They got voluntold. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember, like, the teacher that we had that looked after it and, like, oversaw it uh, definitely was not supportive. It was more or less, like, he came at the um, lunch, unlocked the door, like here get in do your thing and get out like i don't want to waste my time let's go i got stuff to do yeah um so yeah definitely wasn't a supportive group and like the like i said it was just people that were there's just a room to hang out yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and they just kind of assigned some random teacher yeah 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 exactly good so um we asked this question to every guest who comes on the show if you could go back in time and talk to your 16 year old self what would you say uh, mine would definitely be what Denny said, uh, to remind myself that family isn't blood. Um, family to me is everything. And my family and myself didn't have a connection then. And that was, they were all I looked for was their support. Yeah. Um, and I would remind myself that I didn't need it. Uh, a lot of my depression was based off of that, uh, and my connection with them. Um, Yeah. I would say like that's definitely the major thing and be you yeah. like you deserve to be happy. You deserve yeah. to be who you are uh, and love who you love. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that can be, and that's it, it. It can be tricky to do, you know, is to you know stay true to yourself because even like like a lot of kids I know they stop themselves from doing and being who they want to be just because of what other people think. It yeah. is a tough thing to do, but it's worth it in the in the long run because you're way happier. You're being yourself, and those, and you'll find like if you surround yourself with good friends and good people around you, they'll make you feel good about being who you really are. And if you have bad friends who want to kind of put you in a category and and they don't want you to move from that, like those those aren't real friends. And yeah, it's a big problem in high school. But yeah, no, it's a it's a it's a really it's a really good message. How about you, Denny? Um, probably, and I mean, I feel like I kind of did live by this, but like you don't have to label like you don't need to label you don't need to be able to tell other people that you fall under a certain category you don't have to check the certain box like you can just be who you want to be and like as long as you're okay with that and you're can accept who you are as a person like nobody else needs to understand it yeah like you don't have to explain yourself so what do you guys love about what you do because you do such good things here the connections that we make with the youth yeah. absolutely and community yeah i mean we've made some pretty awesome connections in the community too mm-hmm. definitely again back to the families and blood the amount of family that we have found and created through this has been absolutely amazing yeah just like i guess as a trans man i am being like narrow-minded i guess uh, i always thought that i was the only one yeah. never like you just never think that there's anyone else um and it's nice no there's other people yeah we're not the only ones um and yeah it's just the things that youth bring to the table um every youth is different and every experience is different um but just being able to help people and see the smiles come to them or see them or help them be their true selves is truly amazing and like always learning from them too like i mean youth have so much to bring to the table that like adults i mean i am still a youth technically (laughs) yes yes but (laughs) things that like you would never like think about or understand but like the way they perceive things or like their opinions on things or things that they've gone through and how different it is and just like the continuing like to learn about it and understand it and like educate ourselves through like different opportunities yeah if you guys got more funding, do you think about opening up more little locations scattered around, like, the area? Yeah, for So, sure. initially, we actually talked about doing, like, a, like Tuesday nights having, like, Hanover, Wednesday nights in Owen Sound, Thursdays in Port Elgin. Like, pop-up um, nights kind yeah, of ideas. Yeah. But our group dynamic changed a little bit from going from a group of five to, f- to four and then down to two. Yeah. So, because it's just the two of us, um, I mean, big picture, we would love to do more. But just realistically, this is where we're at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still awesome. You're still helping so many people. Yeah, yeah. doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Thanks. <laughs> so before COVID, what was it kind of like? Did you? How many nights did you open up the space to to people? So we tried to do two nights a month. Um, like social nights. Social but we had nights. Open yeah. hours. Um, Three to four days a week. Yeah. Yeah. We were open uh, for weekend. eight hour days. Um, yeah, and every other weekend, and it was just like just walk in there was never like an appointment needed um yeah and like the social nights we do are all 
by like a survey of what the youth want. It's not like we just, hey, let's do and Guitar free. Night or whatever. And yeah. they're free. Um, That's always nice. the biggest perk. And yeah. there's snacks. Yeah. yeah there's always food. <laughs> oh, Perfect. Yes. Always. Always yes. Tim Hortons. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have challenges starting this up? Um, I guess one of our biggest challenges was the group dynamic thing. Um, when we, like I said, when we first like talked about Make It Right, it was with another couple, and then they actually ended up moving back to the city, um, and we had a fifth person, and they had other life uh, happened. Yeah, like opportunities <laughs> that they just had to go for that, and so that was probably the biggest thing. And then we had the vision of like what we wanted it, and I mean it's kind of our name too, so we had expectations, and we just didn't want people to flake out, so. We kind of just stuck with the two of us, and we have some adult mentors that are part of other groups that kind of, like, guide us along the way. But, yeah, it was definitely a challenge when the group changed so drastically. Yeah. I think uh, trying to connect with other LGBTQ resources, um, because we are so young, it's harder to connect with the older generation of uh, individuals that are part of the community. they have their way of doing things and we have our way of doing things. Uh, and again, with being so young, we can connect with the youth a lot easier. Um, so just, I think getting that connection and the ball rolling with them was a struggle. Um, but once we did, it was kind of like a, why didn't we do this before? Um, we all wanted the same thing, which was to help the LGBTQ community and create a community. Um, so just, I think it was really just a matter of making that connection and then going from there. So, um, how do you think Gray Bruce can do a better job of improving in, in this category of supporting LGBTQ plus communities? I think, and this is like a big thing is the bathrooms. Yeah. It's not that hard to change the sign on a bathroom. Yeah. We all use the same bathrooms in a house. We all use the same bathrooms yeah. in a lot of different places, and we don't yeah. realize it. Yeah. Um, bathrooms are such an easy fix. Um, well, also, like, another thing just in the community to make it more accepting is, like, when, for, like, me personally, when I walk into a place and I see that little rainbow sticker or flag, like, it's just, like, a weight lifted off my shoulders. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I can be my true self here. Like, we don't have to hide anything. Mm-hmm. So, but, I mean put the sticker there but be able to back it up yeah. like don't just put it there for show be able to back it up yeah. so i mean just being educated i think that's the main yeah. thing that people need to do like agencies wise like adults is and not educate so judgmental yourself. yeah because yeah. it must have been you guys probably get anxious if you walk into like a restaurant or something oh, yeah. it's just a, a men and a women's and you're mm-hmm. like who knows like if you walk in somebody freaks out for you know it's or, I mean, a huge stress i'm gonna speak on spencer's behalf kind of but when he walks into a male's washroom and there's only urinals yeah <laughs> like yeah that's yeah, not that's, an okay thing <laughs> yeah yeah that's uh it's pretty like embarrassing almost yeah honestly when you walk into a, a washroom and even if like there is urinals but there's one stall you walk in and there's someone else using it, and you're like huh, guess i'll have to wait yeah but like if you stand there and wait like yeah. everyone's like oh i'm assuming you're taking a yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no i just have to pee yeah um but yeah, I mean, that's a that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think now having masks, eyes can say a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. like, maybe think through the way you're going to look at someone. Yeah. Uh, as you judge them. Yeah. Because, 
Yeah. Or just don't judge them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, exactly. But beca- like, if you're going to think it through first. Yeah. Because like, there's been quite a few spots that we've gone into and people have stared at me. And I mean, I feel like I look pretty masculine. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if I'm wearing like a t-shirt and they see my rainbow tattoos, they automatically look at me and stare. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, the classic meme of like the old person just staring at somebody. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, why are you, why are you looking like that? Jeez. Yeah, we need to yeah. stop the mean staring and start the wow, they look so good staring. Yeah, I know. We need the good I know. Yeah. staring. Yeah. Other, why are you staring like? What is that gonna do? What's that gonna do? Huh? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really hope that they're gonna start to do more things. And honestly, I'd like to, I'd like to sometimes see you guys in schools. I think that would be so awesome. Like my school definitely yeah. would benefit from having at least posters or like you guys making your presence known. Like I, hopefully this podcast will get out to some of the kids around there. Kids at JD, listen to this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like I really, I really like what you guys are doing. Like thanks for doing that. It's very, really helpful for everyone. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for having us. Yeah. No problem. It's been, a, it's been a great interview. Thanks, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, is there anything you want to let the listeners know about any plugs need to put in there instagram what's your instagram guys uh it's make it right gb okay yeah and uh i believe our facebook is the same um hit us up on either everything is 100 percent confidential nothing gets passed on um everything is only seen by denny and myself and if you would rather just speak to one over the other like we're completely fine with that if you feel you'll have a better connection with spencer or myself like no hurt yeah. feelings. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Awesome. Okay, Spencer and Denny Wright, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Thank Thanks you. for having us. And that was the episode, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that was super cool. I'm so glad. I really wanted to interview her story and co. And both make it right a lot. I'm so glad we finally got them in, and they got to you know say their whole spiel. What do you think, Brooklyn? I really liked it. I like to hear about. I love to hear about these things in the area because honestly what is in Hanover not trying to be mean to Hanover I know we got a lot of good things but like we don't have those things no. so I'm glad that there's places we no. can go close by that have them and it's kind of tough sometimes to even hear about them like you don't sometimes it's hard to see them on like social media or it's hard to see them just in general because you know nobody really talks about it but um, I'm starting to hear more and more about it which is a good thing and I think hopefully we get some a good amount of listeners on this one and everybody will know about what's going on with the support groups let's normalize support groups and small businesses starting up come on everyone we need to get the word out more have more some more have some more classic discussions some more chats you're investing in your own community because you need people you know we need to support these people so then they can help you know support the community and then just be you know regular citizens let them be happy you know this is helping people you know be comfortable in a group and just want want them to be themselves and i know people who can't be themselves are very unhappy so let's uh let's support these people Honestly, people, you you be you, okay? What's your five podcast? We support you. Let yes, you be you. Yes, we do. So, uh, thanks again for listening. Once again, I am Chris Hookstra. Brooklyn Dursa. Remember to stay hydrated and chase your dreams. 